Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I am here today with Laura Precon. And Laura and I go way back. Laura's family and I go back even way farther back. Uh, but that's not necessary today. But what we want to talk about with Laura Precon is what she's doing because it's so very exciting. Laura tra- uh, lived in California. She's going to tell you about that for a while. But also was mentioned recently, and this is how I got a hold of her. Uh, Mrs. Misko found an article in Variety magazine about your being an assistant costume designer. I should let you talk. Tell us what you're doing, Laura. Um, Actually, I co-costume designed the latest Bridgerton of of the Bridgerton-verse. It's called Queen Charlotte, A Bridgerton Story, and it's on Netflix as we speak. Um, and so that is getting a lot of action <laughs> right now uh, on a lot of media and uh, was a great project. And yes, yeah, so that, that... My God, Laura. <laughs> I mean, you're working in Hollywood or in that industry. How did you get... Is that where you thought you would be when you were a little girl when I knew you back in the day? Um, yes and no. I always... Performed. I started playing piano at three, danced uh, ever since I was really little, got very involved in the theater program at Boyertown. Um, but I always, and my grandmother, of, if anybody knows, my grandmother was an opera singer, actress, and then music teacher in the area for a very long time. My uncle was an actor, is yes. still acting and playwriting in Hollywood on a different level than what he did you know, back in the day, but um, it was always in the blood. My dad's a jazz musician, yep, yep, play, yep. plays all over the place. Um, so yes, yes, performing, I knew would always be a part of my life or being in the theater arts would always be really? a part of my life. But I thought, I remember uh, when it came time to, you know, I guess junior year of, I guess when I was like a freshman and junior, I got really involved in the environment and I thought I was going to be an environmental biologist. When you were in college? No, when I was in high, high school. school. No um, kidding. So, but still was always performing in all the musicals and the, the, and the show choir and choir and everything, playing piano still. Um, but yeah, I thought I was going to be an environmental biologist. I actually went to school with a double major in theater and biology, oh. but then I changed, very quickly realized... I think it was my, then it was my freshman year of college. I was doing a work study in the costume shop 
and I was acting in the plays and designing the plays. Any play I wasn't acting, I was designing. Um, I re- I called my mom in tears and I was like, I can't be in biology. I can't be a biologist. I really think I need to pursue my passion of theater. And she just laughed. She was like, yeah, duh, of course. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, she said, I'm not no surprised at all. So kidding. I changed my major to theater and business and um, did a dual major that way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, my, of course, as any parent would do is, well, make sure you have something to fall back on. Oh, yes, of course. Um, and yeah. then I went to grad school for uh, at the new school in New York. Um, got very involved in that. Like we were a cohort. We worked as we performed and we did like there was writers, directors, actors, designers. You know, we all performed and did stuff together. And once we graduated, I started working off Broadway, doing anything I could do. I worked at the Juilliard School for a while as their wardrobe in their wardrobe department. Um, anything I could do, but at the same time, to make a living, I was personal training and teaching yoga no to make kidding. ends meet. Yeah, so I no did that. Kidding. Did that for years. I finally got a, like a couple good Broadway jobs, and then. I don't know. I wanted to get into film. I was sick of living in New York. I had been there for 10 years at that point and just decided to move to California. And um, it, that was, again, starting fresh because then it was now starting in the film community. Even though I did work in um, at the Center Theater Group for a couple of years until I could break into film. And I got my first, you know, mini break as an assistant costume designer from weirdly enough my uncle's ex-girlfriend who I had been stalking for years she's a very well-known costume designer no and uh, she finally gave me a break and gave me a job and thanks to her her name is Judy Ruskin Howell she was the reason I was able to break into film and the rest is you know is developing and it's developing (laughs) (laughs) so are you still living on the west coast not currently. Um, we, I was doing a job, uh, a show called Inventing Anna that took, I was, we were bouncing all around the world, living in LA. Then we moved to New York for mm-hmm. the show. The show moved to New York. And at that time, COVID hit. Uh, we had just come back from Morocco, back in New York, and we got into lockdown. Weirdly enough, my husband was working with a company in Phil- based out of Philadelphia, And during lockdown, we basically decided to be closer to home and move back to the East Coast. Okay. So I still work in LA, but I'm and right in now, London and, in and London, Georgia and Louisiana, <laughs> wherever I go where the job is. I live where the job is, but we now have a home in Philadelphia. Very cool. So right now Very that's cool. where I'm now. Yes. Are you where you want to be in the industry or do you have future hopes and dreams? I love where I'm at. I do. I just designed a show. We wrapped on June. I left June 3rd, Savannah. Um, I'm This show to me was very, very important show. It's called clean slate. It will come out in the, around the holidays on Amazon and freebie. It's a very LGBTQ plus positive show. Um, I think where I want to be is making projects that speak to a very diverse audience, that 
move things forward, are progressive. Um, so for me, that show, it's not going to be for everybody, but it was very important for to me. you. And so I want to make more, do more projects like that. That mean something to you. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing something in the environmental arena? Well, I would love to. <laughs> I, um, goodness, I... I de- I've been developing a docu-series that's called the Green City Series. I know it's probably not the best name, but it's, it comes from... I started a company um, a while back, a couple years ago, called Vert Lux, which means green luxury. And right now it's on pause because I'm, thank busy. God, so busy with my design stuff. But I was trying to tie my environmental activism with my love for fashion and design together into um, this platform and hopefully we can develop the green city series around that and it's um I, now that i have a little bit of a hiatus uh i'm going to be working more on that awesome. this docuseries and bring environmentalism now where do you see your boy town roots in play well i mean i love coming home i love uh i very I think the theater department and the music department at Boyertown is above and beyond, especially for a public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the arts that I did. I mean, being uh, having that, I mean, because let's let me go back. I'm very blessed to have come from a community that embraces the theater arts and the music arts and the performing arts. Um, I, when I was living in New York, I was doing all kinds of jobs and one of them was teaching in the Bronx where they had lost all their funding. There was no, no dance department. There was no music department. There was no at physical education. So for me, I'm grateful at all the time that I was able to have this performing arts background from such a young age and the support of the community. I mean, I think what the community is doing here is amazing. And like the studio B and (laughs) I went, where, what did I come see? I went and, Oh, I just happened to be home and I got to see Grease the musical, which I thought that's wonderful. My friend John and Hazel and Jeff Brunner are doing it. And I was like, yay. And I got to come and see it. So I take that with me. Um, I just, I'm very proud to come from, this farm family and I was going to say know, that has to be somewhere in the blood yeah and the so love I, of the land the love of the land the respect for nature the yep. respect for you know the food you put in your body and so for me I love I, I feel like that's a part of me and that comes right. with me wherever I go right 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 is there anything from Boyertown's history that plays into your need to do something that matters to you? Well, I just, I think just coming from a small town and now I live in these humongous cities all around the world, mm-hmm. um, keeping that small, but it's not that... I was going to say, it's how's a, it the same? How's it different? It's, well, I mean, keeping that sense of self and where you came from and you're being humble in your your roots, I think is very important. And I feel like the people of Boyertown are very 
loving and kind and hardworking people. And I think that comes with me wherever I go. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, definitely I have a very strong work ethic and I think it comes from, from, <laughs> from being from here. I being think from you a probably farm family. have a clue. Yes, 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 yes. The uh, Pennsylvania Germans, in, yes. you know, have a very, first of all, they're very, very, I don't want to say sensitive, but aesthetic. Aesthetic sensitivities. Yes. You know, and hard work. Mm-hmm. And a need to be, what do you say, on top of things. Yeah. You know, organized and detailed and there. So I think we're all very lucky to have adopted those characteristics and take them with us wherever we are now. Yes. Let's, let's talk about any disappointments from Boyertown? No, no. Oh, along Just the way. Just with your, yeah, your industry, uh, some surprises, some shocks or traumas that you have experienced. Well, I'm sure everybody knows that being an artist is not an easy road, an easy path to take. There have been so many times where I didn't know, this is not, not now, thank goodness, but, you know, I was waiting tables, bartending, cocktail waitressing, going to grad school, um, trying to do these like small theater productions for no money just so I could get the experience, barely being able to like make my rent or didn't know if I could like, whoa, well, I can have a slice of pizza today because that's all I have money for. It's sometimes it's really, really hard and you have to have a bunch of jobs that you don't love just to be able to go to the theater, afford to do it. Um, And so I've, I feel like what, and, and for instance, um, whenever I'm driving to work, even if it's a really hard day, I just say how grateful I am to be in this place because the road for me was not an overnight road. I mean, I've been, it's so funny. I had my 20 year grad yes. school reunion on Friday and I was like, how is this even possible? <laughs> I've been doing this and working so hard to try to make this happen for 20 years. And you know, I feel I've had a couple really great big breaks. I got to do some amazing movies. I, I got to go, like, you know, live in Australia, go to Vietnam. I've gotten to work in New Orleans and Atlanta and at London, live in London for a year. But the hours are 14 to 18 hour days sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're missing your family. Um, I sacrificed having children pretty much yep. for the sake of my art. Uh, it just all of a sudden time got away from me, and then I'll, it's like, oh wow, I don't, I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, but one, I have one a dog. day you wake up and think, <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, I missed something. Here. I, right, right. And so <laughs> those are the kinds of things that you sacrifice right, right. that have been really hard. Um, but it's made the all the rest of it so much sweeter. So, you know, now everybody's watching Queen Charlotte and they're loving it. And it's, it's a very, it's again, another story that thank God for Shauna Rhimes being, you know, she brings these stories and the whole like mixing of the races and the cultures and colorblindness and just making people aware of these stories. It, it, People like her, I, I get to, I'm so blessed that I get to work for people like her. Have you met her? Yes. She's, Tell us a little she, bit. She, well, she's brilliant. Um, <laughs> she's absolutely probably one of the most prolific storytellers and writers I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote every episode of Queen Charlotte. 
Really? This was now, her? that's one of the things I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. How involved, how hands-on is this woman? Very. She is very hands-on. And she can't be everywhere at all times because she has what, however many shows right. happening and making, you know, doing all of her philanthropy stuff and, and everything. But she's brilliant. And it's an honor to work in the Shondaland community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also an honor to work in some of these other communities. Um, but yes, to to say, I can't say enough good things about Shonda Land and Shonda Rhimes and Tom Verica, who directed every episode of Queen Charlotte. He's brilliant. The The costume designer that gave me my so many big breaks was Lynn Paolo. So, you know, that whole team, they're the reason that I am even at this level. That is... Now, what's it like being a costume designer? Um, well, you what have do to, you find yourself doing in a day? Everything and, <laughs> everything and anything. Um, it, it all starts with the script for me. Okay. Uh, basically, once I get a job, I am given a... Well, I've given a script to then get myself the job. Um, I do a, a boards and research and a presentation to the producers and the directors... And if they like my work, then they hire me. Um, and then from there, it's all in the script. Um, it's research, 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 research. It's finding inspiration, whether it's, for instance, with Queen Charlotte, Lynn and I, we went to Spain, we went to Italy, we went to, we met with all these artisans around the world um, because, you know, we had to have everything custom made. So the best shoe people for our period were in Spain and the best embroiderers were in Budapest and you know like you you have to find all of this and sourcing fabrics and um getting your shapes right if it's a period piece making sure that you know going to museums and really studying the colors the textures the you know the silhouettes um how people walked how people carried themselves all that stuff really matters to us and then and then from there, uh, hopefully you get your casting in a, a pretty good amount of time and you build the clothes. This is for period pieces. It's very different for yeah, contemporary. Yes, go ahead. Um, making jewelry. Uh, we met, we had, on Queen Charlotte, we had in-house over 250 between the set team and, sorry, in the UK. And then that doesn't count for all the outworkers who had their own shops and studios and the other countries. And, you know, we just, it was, it was hundreds of people to make these clothes and crowns and jewels and everything. Um, But with a contemporary piece, such as Clean Slate, which I just finished, Again, lots of research. This show takes place in Mobile, Alabama. Um, I've never been there, never lived there. It's a very uh, working class uh, African-American community. That takes a ton of research, especially from a person coming from not that world. Right. Um, we just learning like how to make it look real and be real and working. Do a lot of work with your production designers you work very closely with the cinematographer the directors it's all a a real group effort um and then in a contemporary piece there's a lot more shopping involved so i would go to atlanta to do some big shops because we were filming in savannah even though the show takes place in alabama um but to get the the looks right 
Mm-hmm. We had to kind of go to many different places. And then our leading lady was Laverne Cox, and she's, you know, gorgeous and statuesque and amazing. So I wanted her, and she comes from New York in the story. So I wanted her clothes to be very reminiscent of an art gallery owner in New York. <laughs> so I went to New York to shop a lot of her stuff. So, you know, there's just, it just depends. It it all depends on the show, on the job. Um, And, you know, when you talk about research, you know, I think, oh, Google Wikipedia. (laughs) You you don't even start there. No. I mean, sure. Yes. Yes, go into Google, but I mean... It's it's go it's to the museums. Go to the museums, yep. and I, for instance, uh, Kong Skull Island takes place right after the Vietnam War. So I we met with real people who had been. I was going to ask there you that. And, Do yep. you actually go into the neighborhoods and talk to the people to say? Yes, sometimes. Uh, if you have enough prep time and there's time, it's really important to meet with. People who have lived it, been there, um, you know, and some of, and we, you know, we also utilized um, Western Costume Company a lot because they specialize in correct military patches and helmets and paraphernalia and the right uniforms. And those are experts that do that. So we also rely a lot on the experts in their field to and do get you those get any right. feedback from people or from the experts to say you really goofed here? Well, there is a funny there's a funny story uh, for, uh, which I, I know the designer Sarah Evelyn would not be at all upset that we that this is that I tell this story. But uh, we during Hobbs and Shaw, uh, that's another movie that I did. But I was the assistant costume designer on that one. Just to be clear, Sarah Evelyn was the costume designer. Of course. Um, <clears throat> uh, I was in Hawaii. She was still in London doing the London bit, and I was prepping in the Hawaii bit. And we had these bikers uh, that were like the, the tribe, right? Yeah. Well, I get there, and we had done all of this like leather and yeah, yeah, metal yeah. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the, um, there was an expert of the tribe that we were uh, that Dwayne Johnson's character comes from, and he comes in and laughs in our face. He's like, "This is so not what we no. they would be wearing." <laughs> so I said to Sarah, "Hey, Sarah, can we get on a zoo? Uh, you know, can we get on the phone because they, he's saying we're doing this totally right." And so we ended up then dressing them in like the right flowers, uh, you know, the right yes, 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 sarongs, and there's a whole color palette that they this tribe actually wore and the right designs. He's like, those are too Hawaiian. We're Samoan. No, you know what I mean? The things that you think you've done your research, but you have to have these experts that is, it would be the same if if here, like Pennsylvania Dutch. Sure. Unless you're from here or you actually really study it, you wouldn't know the right folk art. Yep. The distal things. Right. You know, that they're facing away from each other and not toward it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have people that know stuff. Yes, and, and I really do take their stuff to heart. And thank goodness we've listened to this gentleman because the, <laughs> then the producers flew in with Dwayne, and Dwayne is from this, you know, he was like, you're right, this is exactly what they would be wearing, not what, <laughs> what we had originally that's had. so So funny. it was, yeah, it's cool to that's, rely on the right people to teach you. so funny. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So anything else? 
that we can explore. There was a direction I was going to take you, and I got involved in your story oh. and have forgotten. But um, yes, yeah, so you're working now on. I just finished a show, okay. and I was supposed to start another movie right away. However, there is a writer's strike happening. As oh, that's right. So uh, everything's kind of on hold, and uh, I just decided to, rather than stress about it, I'm going to use this time to discover my new city of Philadelphia that I have <laughs> I have this home, and I don't know anything about it. And so, and also spend time with my family. I um, I'm friends. Who yeah. I haven't seen. I've some of my friends I haven't seen in years, and so I'd love to reconnect with them. I'm uh, volunteering uh, with a a project that I have this afternoon in Philadelphia to help start a dance and drama program for some underprivileged children um, in the Philadelphia community. I'm working with a, a really nice woman. We literally we're just starting to meet today about it. No kidding. So I feel like that's what I should be spending my time doing. And I've, of course, joined the Fairmont Park cleanup community because, you know, I I'm really want to help to get Philly to the next right, level. Right, that's of, that environmental piece <clears throat> of your soul. Yes. And yes. Uh, I really want to get more involved in helping to clean up Philadelphia because uh, where we live is called Fishtown, and uh -huh. it's right on the border of Kensington. And so there is still a lot of work that needs to be done and community activism and um, all yeah. that stuff. So I want to get involved yeah. while I have this time to do so. Yeah. Now, can you see yourself at the Academy Awards sometime soon? Well... I, Will we see you I there? Would, or have I, you already been there? I have not been to the Academy Awards, uh, but I, I, we are in consideration for the Emmys for Queen Charlotte. So no kidding. Fingers crossed. <laughs> if you're a voter, please vote for us. Voting is until the twenty fourth of June, twenty somewhere. I forget. End of the month. Um, but yeah, we're. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm the wig team and the makeup team and the directors and the writers and everybody in Queen Charlotte deserves accolades for the work that they did. And uh, hopefully uh, people will feel Respond. the same about us. <laughs> well, we will watch for you. How's that? That sounds It good. sounds like so much fun and it's exhausting talking to you, but I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Take care and thank you once again for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast. Thank you, Jane. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode. And I hope you find your way today to be inspired.